Hello, I'm Jen Taylor, host of the Design Your Wedding Business Podcast. I am letting you know that I have created a great quiz that will help you figure out which of the eight CEOs you need to be working on and the tasks that would benefit you the most. I hope you hop down to the show notes, click the link and take the quiz. I promise it's a quick two minute quiz. And I can't wait to see what your feedback is. Thank you. Hey, I'm Jen Taylor, and you're listening to Design Your Wedding Business. As a wedding business coach, I've made it my mission to help creative entrepreneurs build streamlined workflows, processes, and procedures so they can grow their business and spend time on what they love the most, their craft, their family, and their lives. I understand how you feel, and I know it may not be fun to put in the work to build a well-oiled machine, but luckily for you, that's what I love to do. On this podcast, I'm teaching you how to take the stress and chaos out of your business, remove the guesswork, and discover a clear, profitable path to sustainable growth. Let's get started. Welcome to the Design Your Wedding Business podcast. I'm Jen Taylor, your host. Today, another CEO. Today, we're going to talk about the client experience and what's a business without happy clients. Even if your finances and operations are completely organized, a poor customer experience can tank a business. All it takes is a few unsatisfying clients leaving bad reviews that your company's sales will plummet, or at least you'll have some bad reviews. Thus, you must prioritize your role as the CXO, the chief experience officer, to ensure business flows in a way in and your happy clients go out and refer your services to other people. You must ensure your brand identity is cohesive and aligns with the products and or offerings, as well as implementing customer service initiatives to guarantee a reliable, positive experience for anyone that associates with your company. So we're going to have somebody on next week that's really going to dig into this. I want to kind of talk about the parts that we really don't get dig into and that they're really important. And this is something that I help my clients with. So in this, you know, the streamline to scale, you'll learn more about what I do there. But one of the things is I help you with a part of your operating procedures, your standard operating procedures. And most of my clients pick the client experience because it's the one that touches everything. It's up there. It is the one that really start to finish is your company. So you start the journey really with your website. And I'm not saying you have, I'm just really just saying that's where it starts. It starts with that contact me form. So does your contact me form work? Do you have your email address on the contact form page? Just in case they didn't want to fill out the form, they just want to send you an email that's available along with your phone number. Like those things are there. There's every which way they can contact you is there. If somebody cons- contacts me on my on my work phone, they now can text me on that. Where before I didn't have that. So, and I don't say that I want text because that is something I don't want. But that is a possibility. So, starting the journey is really starting with your contact, how they contact you. Then from there, it goes down the path of this workflow. So what happens? What's the next step after they contact you? If you have a CRM, if you have something like Honeybook or Dubsado or 17 Hats, 
you can create a workflow that as soon as that contact, as soon as that contact form is filled out, the form itself, then they get put in that flow and then they get an email. Thank you so much for reaching out. And it could be as pre- people like, oh, it's so unpersonal. No, it's not. They don't know it's not. I mean, they know it's you. They don't know that it's an automatic email that goes out. I have people respond back. Oh, thank you so much for reaching back out so quickly. You know, and in that email, it has, hey, check out our brochure. Here, check out our, here's our calendar. We'd love to set up a time to meet. So then that's already out there. And then all of a sudden there's a, there's an email that says, hey, you have a meeting with so-and-so at this date, this time. Great. The process is working. Then I may follow up with an email. They don't know it's not automated. Just saying, oh, I'm so excited for if for our meeting. I can't wait. And you'll be getting more information from me later. So then they're like, oh, she's really on top of it because that's what they want. So then the next day they may get an email saying, hey, we're looking forward to our meeting, especially. I mean, this is all dependent on what they're doing in the workflow. I'm so excited for our meeting in a couple of days or whatever. Please fill out this questionnaire. This will give us more, give me more information about how I can serve you better or whatever you can word it. And it lists out more information that you may not, that you may want before the meeting. And you can put, you know, boundaries around that saying, if you don't have this filled out, 24 hours prior to our meeting is moved, our meeting is canceled. Like if you need this information, you can put that around there. So you meet with them. You're like, great. Thank you. You know, this is back in the day. I had my contract with me. I I mean, it was old school. I mean, I had my paper contract. I had my binder of my evaluations and my letters of recommendation, all the stuff. Now they can look at that anywhere. They see that you can still have a contract. I don't think anybody has a contract now. Now it's like, let me send you a proposal. So you're talking to them and you're like getting all the information and you're like, let me send you a proposal. Like I just did this yesterday with my car. I'm going to probably get ceramic coating on it and all that. And we've been talking email and I'm like, Hey, why don't I just come down and you can take a peek at the car. Tell me, you know, I've done a few things. I've already have a few scratches on my new car and bumped up the wheel. And so I'm like, hey, I'm going to bring it down. You can take a peek. So he's like, great. So we're done. He's like, he was going to work on a proposal right there. I said, you don't have to. I said, you can send that to me. He's like, oh, I can just send it to you. I'm like, great. So he sent me two two options. Great. You can go back and look at that. Same with us. We can do the same thing. I'll, you know, I'll take all the information you gave me and send you a proposal that will work for you and then send them a proposal. And then the new workflow starts of, hey, three days after the proposal sent, do you have any questions? Can I help you with anything? Blah, you know, blah, 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 blah. Then if you don't hear from again, seven days later, hey, the proposal is expiring soon. Would like to know if you want to extend, you know, maybe something happened, you know, who knows. And you may want to follow up with a phone call in between day three and day seven. That's totally up to you. That's your workflow. Then day 14, I haven't heard, you know, I still send it to him. I haven't heard your bills now canceled or it's now expired. It's if you want, the pricing is now done, you know, so that's the no. But if it's the yes, then they fill out the contract for the proposal. They can fill out the contract. They can send you a payment and then you're starting. Great. So what do you do after that? What is that? Because that may not be within a workflow. You are like an automated workflow. We had a process in my standard operating procedures of what would happen next. They would, you know, we would send, set them up an IO planner. We would set them up. I would set them up on email. Like I would have an email folder for them. I would have an, a folder in my Dropbox for them. I would have 
a sheet of paper that had their payment schedule on it. That's how that, because I wanted each month, I wanted to go through and make sure everything was paid. And then I would create, again, old school, create their binder for my clients, for my associate planners. They did whatever they wanted to do as long as it was an aisle planner and it was ready to go. The rest of it, I'd, you know, I could see it. And then I would create email folders for them with the information that I needed. So then you're an aisle planner. Okay, this is what goes into aisle planner for this type of client. So then all that would get done. And then we'd send them a welcome email with all the information. Hey, here's your link to your aisle, to your aisle planner. Here's this, here's that, here's five other things. Here's your best practices for working with us, your boundaries and expectations. And all that was is how we communicate. Really, the first one was where we meet, how we communicate, how the privilege of our wedding professionals are, you know, we, you know, we said, Hey, here's our wedding professionals. You have to treat them with, you know, we had a little blurb, treat them with respect, but also they're not always going to give you a discount. We will ask and on and on. This is a, you know, this is a privilege to have. And, you know, and if you abuse it, this is not, doesn't look good for us. Then it had what we needed the week before the wedding, what we did on the week of, and, you know, kind of gave them the best, you know, like on the day of your wedding, if you have transportation, we will reach out to the closest, we will go to the closest bathrooms, the ballroom and whatever, and let them know the last shuttle's here. After that, they're all grown adults. And if they miss the shuttle because they were out messing around somewhere, that's on them. So, and then the process of how we plan. Was there weekly meeting or not weekly? Was there monthly meetings? Were there, you know, did we meet with X, Y, and Z with them? You know, we give them all the information up front. So everything was there. And then we'd exclusively use IL Planner for the rest of that time. HoneyBook was only used for payments. And so as you come to the end, there was, you know, we had questionnaires in there, things like that. So we knew in our process that as we came close to the end of the of working with them, we would want certain information. Are we going to submit this to a real wedding or not? If we're not, we still may want that information because they might be on our blog. They might be, you know, there's other places. So we'd want to know the dress, the shoes, where they got the tuxes, because sometimes we don't know that. So we get all that information and then we start that offboarding process. So then after the wedding, we'd send them, we'd have everything ready to go send them the evaluation form. We'd send them, hey, the email that says, thank you so much for working with us. We can't believe it's gone by so fast. And, you know, we are a small business that rely on word of mouth marketing. And here's the best places you can review us at. And then if you want to give us more feedback, which we always did, there was an evaluation form. So that evaluation form had information about the planner, information about their wedding professionals that they had, information about how they felt before working with us, how they felt while they're working with us, if they would be a referral partner, if they would be open to people reaching out to them to get referrals about us, and anything else they wanted to know. I mean, anything else they wanted to tell us. But the three points of how did you feel before working with us? How do you feel after working with us? That's great marketing material. That goes back to your marketing person, your marketing hat. Because you can use that for social media, for every, you know, for your website, for whatever. And then as you get the questionnaire back from, you know, for what the vendors they use, the things like that, you can then start pulling together what you needed to close up that wedding. Because I may not necessarily put that real wedding out right, right then and there, but I have everything in place 
to then reach out, go out and submit that later and do that. So when you're looking at the client experience, the onboarding and the offboarding are truly important to your business, especially, I won't say especially, they're both important because it gives you a structure around both ends of it. You're not just saying goodbye to them at the end of the night. You have a structure that continues that relationship, continues that relationship, and you can continue that relationship as long as you want. You can create a nurture sequence around your past clients, have them on an email list, let them know what's going on. Are you starting to do, you know, other things in your business? Are you open to events? Are you open to baby showers? And, you know, do you have a referral program? Things like that. Those are things that you can do as you are, once you offboard them, you have more, you can get more information and you could use them as marketing. You know, like if you have a new idea, you can reach out to those clients and say, hey, I've got this great idea, but I want to pass it by some of my best clients. What do you think about XYZ? So having that information and letting, you know, and just being structured around the onboarding and offboarding makes your life so much easier. So next week, we are going to have Renee Sabo on and she's going to talk about more about the client experience. And I am so looking forward to hearing what she has to say. So I hope you join us next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Design Your Wedding Business. I know how easy it is to get overwhelmed as an entrepreneur in the wedding business. So if you're looking for support and a group of others who totally get it, I encourage you to join our Facebook group. This is a place where you can ask for recommendations, gain feedback, share your celebrations, and ultimately build meaningful relationships that will benefit you and your business. Head over to facebook.com slash groups slash design your business, Jen Taylor, to join now. See you there.